Welcome, pour yourself a bowl of cereal, grab a spot on the couch, and join us in our Saturday morning pajamas. I'm your host, Jax, here with... AJ. And we're going to talk about the 1993 classic, The Firm, today. Yes, the Tom Cruise um, spree, I guess we're calling this, is in full effect. So let's get started, and by doing that, let's tell those who don't remember this movie just what it's about. The Firm is a 1993 movie, you know, what did you call this? uh, Thriller? Law drama? The thriller, I'd say, probably is probably the best. Suspenseful. Thriller. Yeah. Generally. Um, So anyway, it's a thriller, uh, 1993, about a young, top-of-his-class Harvard graduate law student who is being courted by many different agencies. He gets courted by this one agency out of Memphis, Texas. Tessie. Sorry. Wow. Uh, Anyway, so he gets courted by, uh, out of this one firm out of Memphis, Tennessee, and they give him all these wonderful little, you know, things. They say they'll pay off his student loan. They'll give him a house at a very low interest rate. He'll get paid $96,000 a year in, in $1993 in Memphis, Tennessee. Which I looked this up. And if we did this, if we just looked at the inflation, that's about $165,000 per year. Yeah. So. In today's dollars. <laughs> as well as getting him a brand new co- company car. Mercedes. They totally in, not too good to be true. No, totally not too good to be true. Moves into this place. They force him to study all all day and all night for the bar exam. Uh, he passes the bar exam, and in doing so, and helping out the other part, the other partners and associates, he starts to uncover some mysterious stuff, and hilarity ensues. Yay, hilarity! Yeah. Um, and by hilarity, we mean uh, bang bang shoot him up. Oh. That is a legitimate Italian businessman there. Hmm. Yes. Uh, we're gonna let's just l- run from the hackman. 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 We're going to get a little bit more into the movie in just a moment, but first we want to take a brief moment to recognize some of our fellow podcasters, and we'll be right back. Hey there, Saturday morning pajamas. This is Whiskey TK. Jacob. <laughs> Cody. And it's your boy, JT. It's your boy. We are... Slack market cheese. Did you die? They do a segue, right? Got me. Settlers of Catan is different every time you play it. <laughs> so, it's the most outrageous thing it's I've so ever out. seen. Insert coin to continue. Check us out on YouTube, iTunes, and Google Play. And you can also contact us at credit number two continue on Twitter. And we're out. Every year, TV shows get canceled, some not getting picked up for a second season, but there are some unfortunate shows that get pulled before airing all of their episodes. I'm Ed, host of Unaired, a podcast where we take shows canceled with episodes left unaired and give them new life by pitching what could have been future episodes. And so Rodney Dangerfield, he's dead now, and little Rodney walks away. He clicks open the lock on the book. You see a list of crossed out names. Rodney Dangerfield, he takes a pen, crosses it out, and up on the screen it pops up, Where's Rodney? Where's disappears, and the N-E-Y disappears, and just pops up with Rodlander. There can only be one. God damn it. Giving them new theme songs. Welcome to Siegfried and Roy's horny animal kingdom. And even pondering a reboot. What do you think a reboot of this show would look like? It looks like a boot, but like another boot. Two boots. Two boots. A bootception. Check us out on iTunes or wherever you find podcasts. Courtroom drama. That was the word I was thinking of. Yes, there we go. But it wouldn't be a courtroom drama because there really is no courtroom in this movie. 
No, there's not. For a movie about lawyers, there's... We see them in their offices. We see them with their law books. We see them saying, law your money. But we don't really see the courtroom. No, no real courtroom. Um, that's why I th- I'd say it qualifies more as a thriller. Yes. Uh, it's more of a um, espionage type. I don't want to say espionage. No, yeah, it's, kind of, it's, it's almost a heist movie when it gets to the end. Yeah. So, anyway. So, we really enjoyed this movie. Well, as I did. I enjoyed it. I just was kind of surprised by it. It was about two and a half hours long, you see? Yeah, two and a half hours in in a 1993 movie. That was pretty long. And considering how movies were paced back then, it felt like two and a half hours. It, it felt it. I, I don't want to say the pacing was off, because it's... Things kept happening, but it was a very slow burn, I think. No, it is. It's a, it's a, it's more of a slower movie, but that's how movies were back, back then. You, I mean, sit down and watch um, uh, Prince of Thieves. I bet you that we're going to be sitting there going... Nothing against Prince of Thieves, just every time I think about watching it, that is my initial thought. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Uh, this movie... Was a good movie. Um, uh, this movie, I, I would, yeah, like I said, it was was a good movie. Um, I would say that you know, it, for the, okay, so um, what's the word? Uh, real talk here. The main reason we decided to watch this movie is because we essentially decided this is the movie that got started with the Tom Cruise running myth. Yes, our Tom Cruise runs in all of his movies, and so that's why we decided to watch it and. There isn't for a two and a half hour movie. No, there's not a lot of running, but there's a lot more running than there really should be, considering what this movie is about. For those of you who listened to last week's episode about Rain Man, I linked the video in the blog post at nonoms.net uh, from YouTube where someone had supercut all of Tom Cruise's running montages, or not montages, just every time he runs in a movie, going way back to I don't remember the name of the first one, but it went way back to the beginning, all the way through 2015. And watching the t- countdown on the clock on the video, the firm had the most amount of running just in pure time. And this is in comparison to Mission Impossible, mm-hmm. which I would have expected more running. Yep. Um, I think he did do a fair amount in one of the later Mission Impossible movies, but this one still, I think, the firm edged out just a bit. Yeah. Um, but then we're watching it and we're going, he's, okay, he, he ran for like two blocks here, okay. At the end, he does run from a little bit, but because, mm-hmm. you know, bang, bang, shooties are, uh, no, um, Rudy, Tooty, Fast and Shooty or something is after him. Yeah. So, understandable. Um, but, you know what? That's besides the point, because the movie's really not about him running. It's about him uncovering all these little things, this mysterious things that are going on with the law firm, who their main client really is. Mm-hmm. Um, Hint, they're from Chicago. That's insulting to my friends in Chicago. Wait, don't they have... <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Hi, family of my friend uh, that we don't talk about. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, the um, it is an old stereotype, which is why they really don't use that as much anymore. Uh, no, nowadays they would use uh, someone from Middle East because, you know, we so don't always love our racist, you know, movie villains. It has to be the... You know, it's gotten to be where it's... If it's not someone... When it was in the 90s, it was always someone who was Eastern European. 
in the Wasn't 80s. Guys, 80s and 90s, 80s and 90s, and then you get... 80s were the Russians. Right, Eastern European. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> so Russian, German, stuff like that. So, then in the 90s, you still had some of that, but then you were moving on to... It was the government was the bad guys. Yeah. And then, ever since 9-11, <laughs> brown people. Because we cannot be predictable. Because God forbid... Well, no. In those rare movies, it's actually like a white American who's the crazy person. Uh, we might actually start going towards that in the in recent in the more recent years. We might actually start going more towards that, considering what's going on. But we'll see. Maybe we'll go for a Cheeto or something. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, but we try to stay away from politics as much as we can. It's just. That's the nature of these movies. Yeah. Um, I liked in this movie just how it was a mystery to unsolve. Like, they weren't sly about, hmm, hey, look, a clue, point, point, point. Yeah. They, they were not, you know, sly about that. But still, it to uncover the full scope of what was going on, they, they hinted enough. So you're like, oh, I know what's going on. But they kept a bit secret, so it was still like, oh. They never told you outright what they were doing, but they, and then, you know, if you're inquisitive enough and you pay attention, you'll see what's going on. Well, like the, and the, at the very end, um, there's a little spoiler here. I'm going to try to avoid as much as I can, but, eh, warning. Uh, the very end, Tom Cruise's character meets with the, the clients and is able to negotiate himself out of this whole fiasco that he's gotten himself into. And the way he negotiates this is something that you're not expecting. Uh, I'm really trying really hard not to spoil this, which is why it sounds really awkward. Um, but basically, the outright clues in the movie say, you are you're dead at this moment. You are going into a mid-defeat and just, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Because the firm had such a tight hold on him, like... They took care of him. They they set him up for life. So, by their logic, we set you up. We have this. We're holding this over your head. You would not dare to go against us. And yet, his character is no. He's idealistic. He he wants to fight for what's right, and he's going to make sure things are you know taken care of. So he's trying to you know protect himself, protect his wife, all of that. But then. At the end is this whole thing where, like, throughout the movie, you've been told, hey, look at this giant clue, look at this giant clue. But then every now and then there's a subtle little throwaway line, you'd almost say. But on a rewatch, or when you think back on it later, it makes sense. And so the ending really became, like, oh, what's he going to do? And it's really ingenious what ended up happening. I still think he's probably going to end up, you know, being killed by someone someday. But, you know, that's one of the risks he took with going in against the mob. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, is in this kind of movie, it's really interesting because I, t- oh, because I tend to... In these kinds of movies, I tend to have to, you know, pay attention because I want to get every single clue that I can and try and figure it out before the end. However, in, also in this kind of movie, for some reason with the way this was kind of slow and plotting, I was very much just, like, looking around, not paying attention at certain points, and just trying to find anything else to pay attention to. And yet, I still got pretty much everything in the movie. I didn't miss really anything. It was... It, was, it, it did give, a, give you its points, but it was so... They weren't, like, point after point after point after point. It was more, 
Here's a point. Mm, two, three minutes. Here's a point. Two, three minutes. Here's a point. Mm-hmm. So you could easily just kind of... This is a movie that you could easily put on while you're doing other stuff. Right. Like, for example, say you're, um, say you're at home cleaning house or you're, or you're cleaning house or doing dishes or something. You can have it on and still catch most of the clues. Right. Um, even though you're distracted. It, it is one of those movies. And it's still a great movie. I do encourage you to check it out. Just be prepared that you might need to take an intermission about an hour or so in. And, you know, just take up, take that moment and purposely pause the movie, go to the bathroom, get a snack, you know, if you have pets, let them out or check on them or something just to kind of refresh your mind. Yeah, ours was about an hour and 50 minutes in that we had to take ours. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's going there. Um, other little tidbits about the movie. So... This movie is packed with um, future stars. Like, um, Edward Harris is in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tobin Bell, the guy who plays Jigsaw on the Saw movies, is mm-hmm. in this. And I know he's been in other stuff besides Saw. That's just the main thing that I know him from. Yeah. Because he was in a lot of stuff earlier in his career that I, I didn't recognize him for. He was a character actor. And the two most obvious mobsters, act, mobster actors out there were the two obvious mobster actors. And then you also have the guy who played the DE agent on Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. He was um, one of the hitmen. Yeah, which was interesting. Like, oh, he's on the other side now. But he has, like, one line in the entire movie. Um, uh, Holly Hunter, she's a name I haven't heard for a while, but she was in this. Yep. And then the woman who played the wife of Tom Cruise, she was in the... Uh, she, well, she was in this, obviously. Um, <laughs> she was the actress who was in... She was the main woman in Waterworld. And how could we not mention Gary Busey? Yes, Gary Busey was in this. I forgot to mention that to you before we watched this. Yeah. I was reading IMDb to see who was in this. and I'm sitting there and I'm going, I didn't see him in the credits at all. I, I Or I just wasn't paying attention when it showed his name. But I was just like, la, 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 la. holy shit, that's Gary Busey. Which reminds me, after Tom Cruise spree, I'm going to try... To do a little bit of a Gary Busey, um... Oh, God, really? We're gonna watch The Ginger Dead Man. Oh. Uh, we might watch another Tom Cruise I, first. Only if I can make you watch 48 Hours. Okay. You've seen it, haven't you? No, there's four Ginger Dead Man movies. I'm not saying we're gonna watch all of them. I never <laughs> said that. We and will plus, see. Plus, there's two 48 Hours movies. Uh-huh. We will see, but first, because we're going to continue Tom Cruise free, I'm thinking maybe at least one more Tom Cruise movie. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to kind of look, see what's available to us through streaming and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and be a little bit more discriminative about, like... Discriminatory, okay, long, you mean? Yeah. About how long the movie is and Yeah, that was, that was... I, that was surprising. I was not expecting two and a half hours. And this is coming from the people that will sit through The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and other the such... special monster. editions... Yes, because I watched The Hobbit for, I guess, on another podcast that's going to be airing, oh, pretty soon, um, but I'll give more information about that when it gets closer. Um, I watched The Hobbit for that, the first one, because I hadn't watched it yet, because, mm-hmm. bad fan, bad fan. And I forgot that the copy I picked up was the extended edition. <laughs> and I'm going, some pre- you don't, you also have to check out this other podcast. I'll link to them in the blog post, and I'll give a shout-out to them when we get closer to the airing so I can get the correct details for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but point was, we watch these long movies, and we're fine. But This movie kind of almost... This movie almost lost us. Yeah. Just by the length. 
Yeah, well, I should have known better, because I remember back in the 90s with my family, my sister's like, let's watch Legends of the Fall. I was not impressed. I was in my... I was like... Oh, 12, 13, 14, around that. Legends of the Fall sucked anyway. It was just a cheap, bullshit romantic romantic movie that had... Was it Brad Pitt was in it, right? Yep. And who else? It was Brad Pitt and someone else. I don't remember. Older Western guy. I can't think of who. I don't remember because I just remember being really bored and then my dad was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and then never came back. And I'm yeah. like, oh, he can leave? we can leave? What? Bye. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go to my room and read a book. Which was highly likely for me. <laughs> Um, what any other points you want to make about this movie? Not really. Um, I did like the fact they named the dog Hearsay. Yes, for a lawyer, that was a great name. Yeah. Other than that, no, there's not really much else I want to point out. It was just, we talked about who was in it. We talked about the length. Um, it was far from boring. It was just long. Yeah, and it's, I know we keep coming back to that. It's just, that's because that's the... There's a problem with the movie. Well, let me rephrase it. It's a difference of um, in style, a difference in style, and a difference in just generation. Maybe I want yeah. to say when this is a good movie, but when the main takeaway from the movie is long, when ten, twenty years ago, I'd be like, "This is a great film." But ten, twenty years ago, this still would have been considered a long movie. But would it have been the main takeaway? No, I don't think it would have been. So. That's just a difference there. I still, again, encourage you to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to... So we're going to wrap things up, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank everyone for, uh, for tuning in, all my listeners on TuneIn, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, uh, Google Play Music, um, everywhere else podcasts are streamed. Um, I do want to remind you all that if you like this podcast even a little bit, why not consider becoming a Patreon. More information at the blog post on nonoms.net. That's N O. N-O-M-S dot net. For all those of you who are interested in a little bit more entertainment and you don't really want to have a podcast or you've listened to all your favorites, check out the Audible Trial at audibletrial.com slash SMP. Uh, There is a link at the blog post as well. You get a free 30-day trial of Audible. Really great because you get a free audiobook and you can, you know, buy some others at a discount price. If you cancel the trial, you still keep your books. If you decide to keep going, it starts at about $15 a month, which is way less than the price of a book. So, And you actually get a book every month. So, Especially an audiobook. Audiobooks are always outrageously priced. Like $20, 30 bucks, And it's like... Ugh. If that. Yeah. Though some of the good ones I've picked out are like, for example, I believe I have uh, Secondhand Souls is what I'm currently listening to because I keep forgetting I have it. <laughs> um, but that's a really good one I have. Um, I know I've listened to Lamb and Fool by Christopher Moore. All really good books. Um, I know I have some others, but those are just the ones that spring to mind. Um, oh, yeah, Fault in Our Stars with John Green I used to listen to when I was at the gym. Really great for, you know, just distracting myself from how much further till this, you know, mile is done. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, you can check that out there, and there's a link and all that to get you set up. Um, but yeah, once again, thank you for tuning into Saturday Morning Pajamas. AJ and I are always have you here listening to our show. <laughs> and AJ is now going to go take a nap while I'm going to get some other work done. Uh, we will see you next week. And oh, if you have any suggestions for movies for us to take a look at, you know, give little details on, leave them in the comment at the blog post as well. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.